man, the Portland Trailblazers start the season off hot. There are a ton of buzz around Zion and the Pelicans. And we look into the most intriguing storylines from this season. I'm Rosa Panza. This is the Clinic All-NBA Podcast. I have the two hooligans with me. JJ, how you living, my friend? Woo, feeling good, feeling great. How are you, you, and you? Man, I'm feeling good. John, how you living, my friend? Can't complain, my man. Can't complain. I'm good to be here. Let's get it. Yeah, definitely. Let's get it. And you know, we're going to talk about this season. I know it just recently started, but we're going to talk about the most intriguing starts from this season outside of the usual suspects. So, like, we're not going to talk about the Warriors. We're not going to talk about the Suns, the Bucks, etc. We're actually going to talk about right now the Portland Trailblazers. Rip City! At the top. <laughs> of the Western Conference at four and one. They had wins over the the Kings, the Suns, the Lakers, the Nuggets. They lost to the Heat uh, last night where Damian Lillard got injured. I think he has a calf strain. He might be out for one to two weeks. And I want to ask you guys, how is it that the Portland Trailblazers went from this last preseason where everyone thinks that maybe they should tank from Wembenyama Last season, it was like a tire fire where they were just selling, selling, selling their their players like Norman Powell, Robert Covington, CJ McCollum, and they end up starting off the season hot at 4-1. What looks different? What do you guys think? John, I think you would agree with the first person that we have to talk about, which is Dame Speck. Dame is back, and he looks like the OG Dame from two years ago. Yeah. And... He's been tearing it up. You see that he has that killer instinct taking deep threes. And you kind of see a difference in his temperament. He has, a, I would say, a more assertive leadership role. And I know he's had that, but I just feel like he wants to prove a point. He's team loyal, team loyal for life. <laughs> and he's been this dude for years, but now it's all on his back. CJ's gone and I'm sure that the competitive spirit in him wants to be better than what CJ's team, the Pelicans, are doing. What do you think, John? Am I hitting the nail on the head? You are. And I mean, like, Dame has been having nagging injuries for the past two years, but he played through them. And he will be the first one to not admit it because he's Dame, right? He has a lot of pride. He, I mean, he's not going to leave the Blazers. He has so much loyalty, and he's just he's that old school type of mentality, which a lot of people love, and especially JJ. He loves Dame. <laughs> I love Dame, baby. I love Dame. So <laughs> that is obviously the biggest reason here. I mean, Dame, it's Dame time, and he's he's playing. It's a shame that he got hurt with a calf strain. He's out for two weeks. So hopefully the Blazers can stay afloat. Maybe you know hover around five hundred here. But mm-hmm. Anthony Simons there is go. also coming up and playing well he is yeah. a stud he's the guy who they hoped he would be i mean he has no fear he can drive to the basket he is killing it from three i mean he has he has no fear and you kind of love that you want that in a player right i mean cj mccollum was kind of like that but i feel like anthony simon's ceiling is a lot higher i don't know i would love to throw that question over to the the resident semi bandwagon warrior <laughs> fan over there Ro Zapanta, do you agree? Do you think? Don't do you agree? Need, do you think Anthony Simon's ceiling is way higher than CJ McCollum's? Man, you can't call me out like that without I know, I'm me sorry. explaining myself a little bit. Okay, I, you can defend I, yourself and then answer the question. I, I lived, I lived for a long time in Portland, probably majority of my life, and over that time, you know, 
I grew some love for Portland, man. The Portland Trailblazers. The Warriors are definitely my number one, but Portland is a close number two. Um, with Anthony Simons, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, you, you saw him hit a game winner, and Dame was singing his praises, basically saying he was cold all night. I told him to keep shooting and that I trust him. And to JJ's point, Dame Lillard has never done that for any other player, even when CJ McCollum was on his team. I've never heard him say that before, yeah. where he's encouraging other players to get involved. So that leadership role is really something here. And his being like loyal to the soil. The question that I think we're all asking ourselves is, is this real? Are Ooh. the Portland Trail Blazers really going to be, let's say, a top five team in the West this year? Is this possible? Oh, man. I don't know. Um, their pickup of uh, Grant is underrated. Yeah. It feels like a good mesh with their current starting um, five. And Anthony Simons, he could become that that number two. He's very similar to like Hero and Paul. But I don't know if they could be a threat for contending for the championships. But I will say that they do have a high chance of becoming a seventh seed or higher. Is that disrespectful? I don't know if that's disrespectful. They weren't even in the playoffs last year, so. What do you what do you think is probably their biggest problem that gives you like pause about why they can't crack that? Uh, I would say it's their defense. Their clinic has always been preaching that defense wins championships, and I want to see a very, you know, toned defensive team within the Blazers, which they're not known for, and that's why they hired Chauncey Phillips, who, to his credit has been coaching his ass off. Dang, I can't believe I'm saying that, but I'm surprised. <laughs> so the to that point, the Blazers are actually in the middle of the pack in defensive rating so far. I know it's only been five games, so mm -hmm. the sample size is small. But last year, they ended up being 25th, so top, bottom five. So if they can keep this up, obviously they're going to win more games than they did last year. Top five in the, in the West is... At this point, I don't know if I'm ready to say that. I mean, they could prove me wrong. They proved me wrong thus far. And I'm pretty sure they proved all of us wrong in the first five games. Yeah. So I, I'm not going to say it's an, impossible, but also, um, you know, as long as you have Dame, you have up and coming players, you have Jeremy Grant, like JJ said, and then Gary Payton, uh, the second, is, you know, that was oh, a signing. John, very good point. And right, and like even if he doesn't get a lot of minutes, he's the type of player that you want on your team. He's a, he's a culture, he's a difference maker from a culture standpoint, right? Absolutely. He yeah. plays hard. He plays defensively. He gets down. He locks down. And if you see that, and you you see a guy, a guy going all out on one play, it's going to inspire the other team member. So I feel like that that was a huge pickup. He, he got paid a lot, and granted, because he was huge for the Warriors. So. I think they have a lot of, of underrated pieces this year and, and overlooked. And, you know, I'll admit, I'll be the first to admit I kind of overlooked that. Yeah, GB2 is, is a piece that we are yet, still yet to see because I think he's still coming back from injury. He hasn't played yet. But I would think that those defensive stats probably take a boost. And I think Josh Hart has actually been really important for him. The thing that always gives me pause with the Portland Trailblazers every single year, it used to be the pairing of Damon CJ. And the second point was always, is Nurkic really an anchor of a defense? Like, can he really be that dude? And I don't think Nurkic can be that guy. What do you guys think? A 
about Yusuf Nurkic? I mean, there's a reason that the Blazers went after him. Like, he was a target. The issue is Nurk is injury-prone, man. Yeah. That's that's the issue. I feel like they need someone more athletic. Yeah, he's kind of an oaf. And I don't mean that like in a insulting kind of way, even though it was kind of insulting, so I took it back. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, he's very, I guess he's very, his movement is very cumbersome, if that makes sense, right? He's very, he's not smooth or uh, elegant, I guess is the word. he's, He's not light on his feet. And yeah. that's going to hurt him defensively. And I think that's a big part of it. But offensively, he has a lot of skills. He's a big body. So, I mean, like, when you have a big body like that, you can still be adequate defensively, right? Because you take up a lot of space. You're able to, to clog the paint. But, yeah, you're, like, on pick and rolls, I feel like it's just they're going to attack him nonstop. Yeah, he's, yeah been, he's been playing a lot, too. So that's a really great sign. Yeah, when, when Nurkic jumps, it's like you can't even blow, like, wind underneath his shoes man like he's not getting any lift like whatsoever um i'm gonna predict for the portland trailblazers this is a wonderful start for them i still think that they're going to be in the play-in race do you guys agree with that yes play-in seven i'm gonna go seven that's that's my uh, prediction okay. seven seed john I'm super i'm super disappointed in you bro Honestly, play in. Maybe come I've been on, hurt dude. too much. Man. Call, call been, him the out. Play, come on, dude. The play in. Come on. The play in. No, no, no. I'm just saying. I feel like you should give them more credit. You know what? I'll do it for you on your behalf. Okay. The Blazers are going to be. I didn't say top. I said they weren't going to be top five in the West, but they're going to be seventh seed. Oh, sorry, sixth seed. Six. Yeah, sixth seed. That Ooh, sounds okay. good, man. I, I hope that James Harden MVP works out too. <laughs> <laughs> so You're calling me out already, man. Hey, hey, as long as listen, I got if I give you a chance to defend yourself, it's my turn. If the Sixers start winning games, I like my chances. But yes, they're being one in four is not helping my chances here. But James Harden is putting up stats. He is. He, dude, he's putting up great stats, but Joel Embiid is also standing in the corner looking upset, <laughs> man. I don't I don't know. But we're going to talk about um, our next intriguing start to the season. And of course, it is the New Orleans Pelicans at 3-1. and one. They have wins over the Nets, Hornets, and Mavericks. A loss to the Jazz, which was inexplicable. Um, but I want to ask you guys, you know, after Zion coming back, what looks different from this year, from last year? This is obvious, right, John? <laughs> like, dude, is it just the one guy? It's Zion, and now they're building chemistry from last year. I think we often forget, and I'm guilty of this, that they had a pretty great, like, pretty good series against the Suns, and they made they made the Suns worry in the first round last year. I don't know if that's credit to the Pelicans, but they're now, I want to say, the darlings of the NBA. The newcomers, the, yeah. the the team that everyone wants to watch on League Pass, and you have Zion. That's really exciting. Um, I know that he's looking to looking out there to compete, especially um, that uh, Ja was in his draft class, and now people are, you know, they're kind of sliding Zion with the the Ja praise, but now he wants to prove it, which I'm all about. And call me crazy, but 
they have the potential chance of being title contenders. I know that sounds kind of crazy, but that that squad, they could defend, they're athletic, and they could shoot. John, what why do you is think? It so, why, is it so, why is it so silent? What? <laughs> <laughs> just take us that crazy. I mean, honestly, no, I, kind, I need your take too. It man. is kind of. To I'll be honest. For Josh I think it's. I think it's kind of crazy, but I love it. I love that because you never know. I mean, they have a lot of depth. I mean, mm-hmm. outside of obviously Zion, Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, they have uh, you know, uh, Valanciunas. They have Devonte Graham. They have Larry Nance Jr. Jackson Hayes. Uh, they have play. They have the right type of role players who are lanky. They play defense. They can hit shots, and they have. I mean, if you look at their team, they're super deep and they don't have a lot of holes. They actually won. I don't remember who they played the other day, but they didn't have Ingram and Zion, and they won. I'm pretty sure it might have been the Sixers, right? It was somebody, but they they were missing Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson. Maybe not the Sixers. And they won that game, which is a display, you know, a clear sign of their depth. And that's what you need to win in the playoffs. I don't know if I'm going to go as far as, as title contenders, but I could see them sneak into the Western Conference Finals. Honestly, that wouldn't surprise me. Jose Alvarado, if... too. Shout out to him. Sorry, John. Yeah, yeah Jose Alvarado, the, the, the guy who stands uh, in the corner and <laughs> pretends he doesn't exist and runs up and steals the ball. It's it's crazy. Yeah. I don't know how people, they keep falling for it. It's wild. Annoying but, guy in pickup, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, man, I just don't think they have the experience. I think that would be the one kicker for me for them to not uh, be title contenders. I, I don't know if you, what are your thoughts on that, bro? I think the, the game that you were thinking of, I think it was against the Brooklyn Nets. And I thought the Brooklyn oh. Nets were going to come out and win that game. Um, the thing mm-hmm. that's surprising to me is that I knew that they had some offensive firepower, but I didn't think that they had number two in the league kind of offensive firepower. They're the, the wow. second in offensive rating, wow. which I'm not even sure if that's sustainable. But the fact that Zion can just disrupt the middle as Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum do everything from mid-range and outside. They just have like the right collection of pieces that you need exactly for like a championship team. And they have the right dogs too. Like Jonas Valanciunas, like he is like Yusuf Nurkic if Nurkic was just nastier underneath. Mm -hmm. Like that's a dude where I look at him and I'm like, yeah, that could be a playoff or a a championship type center in this league. Also, Jose Alvarado is like the pest, right? And you need a pest in every single team. And he's that dude. Um, the, the team is really constructed the same as a poor man's LeBron's Cavs. Ooh. And yeah, I, same GM. Oh, that's right. right, huh? So if you think about it, Zion has kind of the same skill sets as LeBron that if he's in the middle of the key or even on the top of the half court line, he could get to his spots. Imagine if LeBron had CJ and Ingram. It's just an upgrade from who Snow and whoever he had in that <laughs> 19. Sorry, I was I was thinking, it's funny you brought up the Cavs and it's funny because I, and Jose Alvarado because I, I just came up with a comparison and hopefully we don't get canceled from this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Jose Alvarado is like the Hispanic Matthew Delavadova. 
<laughs> That's a That's, good analogy, dude. I mean, it's pretty accurate. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. It's pretty accurate. What do you Sorry, guys Jose, think? Sorry, Jose, if I got that wrong, whatever your, your ethnicity is, uh, hopefully. <laughs> I think you're right. I think you got it right. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, okay. <laughs> I want to ask you guys, uh, so in, in the West, where do the Pelicans lie at the end of the year? We're going to call a shot here. JJ, what you think? I'm going to say fifth or fourth seed. High, high, high probability or okay. high end fourth seed. John, what you think? Pelicans, huh? I am going to go with... You know what? I'm going to go with the f- fourth seed. Fourth seed? Yeah. I'm going to say three seed. And oh, the reason three, why wow. I say three seed is because I kind of want the Blazers to be the sixth seed. And I would love oh. to see a Dame versus CJ battle yes in the playoffs like who ended up with the better team like seven se- like seven game series i think that would be a lot of fun that's what i want a three and six matchup between those two teams but anyway we're gonna take a short little break with a word from our sponsor nba fans the wait is over basketball's back so tip off the season with DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba new customers can make any five dollar nba moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN, make any $5 bet this week, and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, now we're going to talk about the most intriguing storylines to follow throughout the season and one that i want to bring up i know this is going to raise a lot of eyebrows i wish our homie sammy was here with us because he is the diehard clipper fan here i would love to hear what he has to say after he listens to this podcast my question to you guys is are the clippers truly a powerhouse in the west and should they actually be favored in the west because they are (laughs) they are right now they've beaten the lakers the kings but they had the had the losses to the suns and thunder i mean Kawhi leonard is still coming off of injury he's playing limited minutes it kind of feels like we've heard this story before how do you guys feel about the la clippers (laughs) i will deflect to you guys because <laughs> I think everybody knows what my thoughts are here and I wish Sammy was here because I the Lakers I mean stand yeah, I feel I feel bad talking about them with that without him able to defend himself but I, I I digress I'll deflect to you guys go ahead okay so Kawhi is probably top three player when he's at his best Paul George when he's in the playoffs excluding the pandemic 2020 season he could compete at a very high level we've seen him compete against lebron with the pacers the underlying fact that we've been saying over and over again is it's not their talent it's their availability and their availability has been super duper sketch the past three or four years the good part and if i'm a clipper fan like sammy is that they have a good coach They proved that they could go far with the depth that they have, you know, look at last year and the year before that. If they could 
possibly be super healthy come playoff time, they are definitely a threat. I mean, we'll see. Um, they have a lot of wings, uh, which will be good for switching in the playoffs. And it'll be, it'll be interesting just because we haven't seen this group gone far because of health. Bro, go. <laughs> I'll go last Man, because it's going to be go the most episode. visceral, uh, demeaning take ever. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm lesson. Go first. You know, I the reason why I put this question in there is because I feel like every single year we talk about the Clippers being a powerhouse, the Clippers being a powerhouse. But you know what? I haven't. I don't know if I've seen it. Can you guys recall the last time you actually saw the Clippers being a powerhouse and not a theoretical powerhouse? Because I can't That's... recall a time yeah. where they've gone and just completely destroyed someone in a in a playoff series. I haven't seen a time where they just go on a run of like 12 games straight where everyone's talking about them. It's always been theoretical. And I, I really hope they are healthy this year because they have probably the deepest team in the league. But they just can't seem to put it together. And with Kawhi starting off, like, he already rested all of last year. Him starting off with these limited minutes and he's still having, like, issues. Like, after these limited minutes. I feel like I've heard this story all over again. And I don't think they should be the favorites in the West anymore. That's a great point. And, you know, John, I apologize. We, we beat on the Lakers because they're the Lakers, right? And we say they're not good. They're not living up to their talent, but I have to be fair with my criticism. If we're going to talk trash about the Lakers, and they've been injured. There's no doubt about that. They've been injured. We got to do the same with the Clippers. So I apologize, my friend. I apologize. <laughs> Apology not accepted. No, I'm, just like, huh? I'm just playing. I'm just bitter because the Lakers are terrible. But I'm going to continue to watch the games because I'm a glutton for punishment here. So, <laughs> the Clippers. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I mean, okay, I'm going to try to be as objective as possible because I, everybody knows my <laughs> disdain for the Clippers is, is at an all-time high. It's always been high. It's always been high, but ever since they've thought they've run LA and Sammy keeps telling me, he's throwing me Clipper news that i don't care about it's making me more and more upset so, but here's the thing okay objectively they have the deepest team bro you're right jj you're right they are easily 12 men deep like some of their guys at the end of that 9 10 11 some of them could potentially be i mean robert covington right luke Kennard, marcus morris I, I don't like him at all but he could be a starter starting player on a, on a team yeah. You can make that argument, right? Yeah. Reggie Jackson Terrence, could Terrence be a starter. Mann. Yeah, Terrence Mann. They can be starters and they're super deep. But like you guys said, they will go they will only go as far as Kawhi Leonard and Paul George will take them. And they haven't shown I mean, Kawhi is, is playoff tested and Paul George used to be back with Indiana. But ever since he had that injury, he, he's had a harder time in the playoffs. I mean he's been playing well in the regular season, but you haven't seen him take that step recently of taking his team to the next level. I mean, OKC was a dis like disaster. And then, you know, um, here in, in, in Los Angeles. But their health, man, is so concerning, right? Kawhi Leonard is 
we talk about AD and we rag on him for for not being for being injury prone, which he is. But I feel like we don't talk about the same that that way about Kawhi, right? I feel like he gets more yeah. of a pass. And I, I'm curious about that. I, you know, I'll, I'll stop rambling on because I want to actually talk about that with you guys. Why do you think that is? Why do you think Kawhi gets a pass for being injured? Do you think it's because he's just elite and he's he's obviously better than AD as an overall player? But why does he get a pass? And do you think if he played in, a, in for the Lakers or do you think if he played for a different team, there he is. would not get a pass? Is that is that what I'm? It's, I feel like that's what it is. That's what that's what I want to hear your thoughts. It's you're when you're in Lakerland, bro. You are on national TV. The spotlight is on you. You are the first one to get criticized. You're the first one to get praised when you win. But you are definitely the first one to get criticism when you fail. I mean, look at right. LeBron, man. Like, LeBron is arguably second of all time. Maybe on some people's list is first. When you got to Lakerland, there were people tagging over his murals in LA. Yeah, that's pretty... <laughs> I know, know, like I, I wouldn't. I, okay, I'm a Kobe guy, but I would. That's that's pretty like, that's pretty whack to me. I mean, come on, the guy hasn't even been here. Give him a chance, right? That's just yeah. crazy. It, it just shows you like the the culture for and the love for La- the Lakers is right hardcore, man. And you can't like no excuses, injuries or not. Unfortunately, yeah. There's there's this like weird media culture where like. I, I could probably say that someone like Ben Simmons has done similar things to Kawhi Leonard where it comes to taking care of himself first, not playing games for an entire year. But you hear Ben Simmons getting just reamed by the media while Kawhi Leonard, everyone just takes it as that's just him. Like, <laughs> that's what he yeah. needs. And that's like, there's, there's literally no criticism for him and i think part of it is because Kawhi leonard is also very good at just shutting up he doesn't That's say anything to the media great he doesn't point. do anything on social media he That's doesn't respond he, to anything he doesn't do interviews yeah that's that was so accurate and he's so he's like so aloof but not intentionally he's just super goofy and people yeah. think that it's, he's super he's playful a, but he's he just a fun kind guy of, He's a fun guy. Yeah. Oh my goodness, he's a fun guy. You know what the best part about the best part about that clip that you're that audio that you're playing, Jay, of that uh, soundboard is that was when he was trying to get the attention of the the fans, right? I think he was giving an introduction speech to yeah. the uh, Staples Center or Crypto Arena, whatever it is, and he goes, "Hey, hey, hey!" It's just us. <laughs> it does not sound like something that you would try to uh, like a salutation. It's just he's so a, weird. He's the next president of the United States. That's how good his uh, public speaking skills are. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I'm I'm gonna move on. I think we're all in agreement that like, there the Clippers are literally favored in the West. There are a lot of people's finals picks, but there's still huge questions about them, and it just seems totally weird. So I want to follow that storyline and see how it plays out. The next one I want to bring up to you guys is the Phoenix Suns. After their offseason, with all these distractions, all these antics, okay, the the DeAndre Ayton contract, um, the weird chemistry it seemed like between them and the coach, it seems like that they've kind of put all of this behind them with their hot start here. Where they've beaten the Mavs, the Clippers, and the Warriors, they they had a loss to the Blazers. I don't know if that was one of those games where they're uh, where the Blazers rookie Shaden Sharp was just on fire. I can't remember. 
But do you guys think that the Suns have put the offseason distractions behind them, like, officially? Like, it's done? Okay. Um, what do you think, John? I, I do not think... I don't think it's ever going to be behind them. I think it's always going to be in the back of their mind. I think they can suppress it. And when they get on the court, they can disregard it and not think about it. And, and basketball is an outlet for anybody that plays basketball or competitively or recreationally. It's an outlet, especially for these NBA players. I mean, they, they use it as a way to get away from the, the real world problems and not think about the things that are bothering them, right? Like w- whether it's Aiton's contract, whether it's Robert Sarver, whatever it may be, or the, the conflict between the coach. But they're playing well. I mean, they 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 don't look like they've really lost a step. And I know again, it's only been four or five games, small sample size here. But DeAndre Ayton, Ayton he's not putting up crazy numbers, but he's he's, he's shooting fifty six percent from the fifty five percent from the field, eight, just over eighteen points, almost ten rebounds, two uh, almost three assists, one steal, and half a block a game. I mean, those are pretty solid numbers, right? For somebody who we thought yeah. was going to have a really down year because. He didn't get paid. He got shafted out of a year, if we're being honest. Mm-hmm. And he apparently him and Monty Williams had a falling out. So I'm surprised by the Suns, as I was surprised about the Blazers. I mean, we talked about it on a few episodes ago. Remember, I remember Roe, and I'm going to call him out. But I also thought that the Suns were going to be terrible. <laughs> I think, yeah. Roe, you said that they were not going to make the playoffs. Like, that's a bad bet. I thought and they I know were only be... five games in, but I, I, think, I think they might be a lock. Barring an injury, right? They're, they're probably going to make the playoffs. Yeah, it, it really seems like uh, they are, especially the way they've galvanized together in some of these games. Like we saw against the Warriors, Devin Booker chirping at Klay Thompson and people backing them up there. JJ, what do you think? Well, I'm just going to go ahead and say that the Suns, it's not a surprise that they're doing well, but we're in the regular season, gentlemen, in the beginning of the regular season at that we're at the honeymoon phase and as we all know from dating the honeymoon phase is the best you're oblivious to the flaws but in any relationship whether you know be romantic uh, platonic or even this nba when blank hits the fan how will they respond and we haven't we haven't seen that yet last year they were good in the regular season the year before that they were really good in the regular season when playoffs come along how will they respond to the pressure how will they respond when they might be down in a series and just like you were saying like you know john made a great point which is players don't forget things how they get you know how they get treated especially for contracts especially for their quote-unquote bag like aiden i think if things get rough come february you might want to get out of there like why should he stay and Chris Paul, he's usually really good in the regular season. Right now, he's not playing good. Their, um, their, I guess, silver lining is that everyone has been stepping up, like Bridges. Bridges looks amazing. Aiden has been playing good. And Damian Lee, who was probably the 13th, 14th man on the Warrior rotation last year, is actually their sixth man, which is kind of crazy to me. But yeah, props to that. Yeah, yeah, that Chris seems... Con- Paul contract is an albatross, man. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with that contract. I mean, 
we could talk about that for another pod but jj you're absolutely right you, you took the words right out of my mouth where um the suns definitely have rose-colored goggles on right now rose-colored lenses on right now because they're winning and everyone knows that it's not like how you respond to winning it's how you respond to losing exactly and it's one of those situations that i want to look further because i think everyone has sort of forgotten what the suns have been through this offseason and all the drama that they've been through and no one is really picking them as like potential like trade rumor stuff and i still think that they should be in a lot of trade rumors because I could see this team crashing like in the middle of the season and them completely missing the playoffs and everyone's unhappy. Like this situation is very, not sensitive. What am I looking for here? Unstable. It just feels Mm -hmm. very unstable to me. That one wrong thing could really tip this over the edge. Um, That's actually all we have for tonight's pod, gentlemen. I want to thank you two for being on. JJ, thanks for being on, man. Hey, shout out to our Jordanian brother, Sammy. He's at uh, the Lakers shop picking up gifts for himself and his family. So enjoy those, li- <laughs> enjoy that Laker gear, right, John? Heck yeah, let's get it. <laughs> John, thanks for being on, man. Hey, thank you. And Sammy, I apologize about the Clippers. I meant every word, but I'm sorry that you that you have to listen to that. <laughs> I can't wait for his clapback, man. And shout out to our video producer, RJ. Check out our YouTube channel. Remember to rate, subscribe, and review. Like us on our Facebook group page, The Clinic All NBA Podcast. And like us on Twitter, at Clinic All NBA. I'm Rosa Panza. This is The Clinic All NBA pod- Podcast. Come find us wherever you get your podcasts. I need a vacation.